6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. And broadcasting live from Ice District Plaza as we get set for Game 5 of the Battle of Alberta. And I know, Chad Nation, that you are absolutely buzzing. We are so excited to watch some Oilers hockey tonight. Now, unfortunately, it's not going to be here at Rogers Place. But you can watch it at the arena. You can get a ticket for $5 to watch the Safeway Road Game Watch Party if you want to watch it in the building. Proceeds go to the Edmonton Oilers Community Foundation. If you want to get in on that, head to edmontonoilers.com for all of your details. Now, of course, we're talking all things Oilers hockey hockey because this city has just got playoff fever like nothing else so i have of course someone who knows oilers hockey inside and out host of inside sports with reed wilkins right here on 630 chad reed wilkins the man the myth the legend himself in real life <laughs> and in person reed this is the first time that i've seen your face in real it life played in quite years. a while and quite a while we have developed a very uh, strong and jovial uh, texting friendship yes, over have. the last couple of years, which has been quite nice, by the way, but it's good to see you in person. I have to admit, I was a little nervous about talking to you face-to-face. Cause because it's going to be a so hard-hitting interview? Yeah, well, that too, and we're so comfortable uh, just, just texting each other and being friends that way. It was almost a, a very modern-day friendship. Can we actually relate to each other in person? I think it's going well so far. Yeah, like, are we actually going to be able to carry on a conversation? Right. I mean, Chad Nation, I, I have like 10 minutes with Reed, so I mean, oh, this good. could really go south, and you will be the witness to it as we have a real conversation in real life. But Reed, I yes. would describe you as someone who, obviously, you're a friend of mine, but but I, I would describe you as somewhat of um, of a troll. You like to troll me when we text each other. Yes. You will take pictures of, of me on the big okay, screen. Okay, well, that the sounds really weird. For the Oilers. <laughs> it's not trolling. It's more of a, a, a loving tribute. No, because, Rita, That's first you would take it. really good ones. You would take really, yes. really nice photos. Okay. And then they just started getting to, to like, the, you were looking for the most unflattering image that you could yes, possibly take true. of me, and then you would send it to okay, me. Okay, well, I've never talked about this really on air before well, of please. all the weird things I talk about. <laughs> I, I, I find our ability now as human beings to share photos instantaneous, instantaneously with cell phones. Yeah. I, I find that just very amusing and very <laughs> a, a little weird. And just the, the stuff that we will share with each other, you know, posting on social media, that quite frankly is not relevant or interesting. Okay. So I, I, I have, over the years, I have a, a couple, I, I have a friend who a few years ago, we would just start texting each other, like just stupid stuff like, oh, hey, morning, here's my here's the chair of my table like you know or or, or look here's uh you know here's my door handle just i'm going to can. work just because we could because right. it's just like such mundane stupid things so i find the ability to to take a picture of somebody or something and immediately send it to them and try to make a big deal out of it when really it's not a deal i, I find that really funny for some reason well, well, I, I mean my it. instagram account as you know is like the stupidest, meaningless selfies but it's the best. of all, it's so of all funny. time. Okay, so it's working then, if you actually get some sort of amusement out of it. It's clearly so, working. So Chelsea's on the big screen, and she's like 40 feet tall. So I <laughs> thought, screen, so I thought well, i got to take a picture of this and send it to her. So that was game one, <laughs> and I've done it every game. Though, yes, I try, I, I've changed it up. So there was the one game you were holding a Pizza 73 box. Mm-hmm. So I zoomed in on the Pizza 73 box and took a picture of the pizza. <laughs> I was like, hey, you're on the big screen and there it was so yeah I've, I've tried to make you know some artsy angles or uh there was the one i drew a i drew a picture a sketch of what it looked like 
when you were on the screen instead of actually taking a picture. That was one of the really good ones. My favorite one was the one that you sent. You took a picture of what was beside the screen. Like when I was on the screen, you took a picture of what was actually beside you in the room and just sent oh, a picture of the door next to you. I turned 180 degrees from the screen. Yeah. So you were directly behind me and I took a picture of the door. So they're, get, they're the getting way. more artistic. Because well, I got to change it up. I got to keep you interested so you're not bored by it. Reed, there's an untapped well of creativity in your brain and I love being privy to it. I well, thank I, you. You've given me so much enjoyment. It's made the season very fun. Because, yeah. I mean, we can't just talk stats and line combinations all the time. True. We gotta, we gotta we gotta entertain ourselves with something a little bit different. Well, I, I appreciate your uh, you've taken some amusement out of these photographs because <laughs> I, I, as as I've gotten older, I'm less self-conscious, and mm -hmm. I just thought I'm just gonna act this way, and either this person will like me or not. Well, and I'm gonna, you clearly like me. Yeah, I'm gonna take a few. <laughs> I'm gonna take a um, a page from your book, and I'm gonna start sending you stranger and stranger and well, more artistic now, to be photos. Fair, now, to be fair, everybody, on. you have started snapping pictures of me on global television every Wednesday morning. And sending them to me I so you're right you're right into this we're, we're both in it together Reed <laughs> and I know you're trying to embarrass me now because I feel like I I, I tried to embarrass you a little bit well, here. I'm you not embarrassed I wasn't trying to embarrass you okay. I, I'm just saying you're you you have a very quirky and strange streak yourself, I think. Uh, oh yeah, it's definitely in there, 100%. Yes, which yeah. is good. And now that you're here in real life in person, maybe I'm gonna try and take like a, a secret one of you during this conversation and send it to you later. We'll see what I can oh, come up with. Oh, interesting. Okay. But we do have to talk Oilers hockey because yes. we have a, we do have a big game tonight, and I'm hoping personally that we win tonight so that we can just put the flames to bed and yes. just be done with it. Are you hoping? I mean, obviously you don't want to go against the Oilers, but are you hoping to see a little bit more? of this series because it's been so exciting or are you hoping that we're just going to run No, I think up? when you have a chance to finish a team off you got to finish them okay. off. Yeah, I, I don't think you want to fool around and give them life. I mean, look what happened last night. Now St. Louis is thinking, we're going home yeah. for game six and then we win that one and then we got it down to one game. Um... I mean, so I think if uh, if Edmonton, I think the start of the game is going to be very critical, as it often is. Um, you know, but again, we've seen so many 3-1 comes back, comebacks over the years. And there have been 31 3-1 comebacks in NHL history, and they're almost all since the late 80s. So it's become a much more common thing in recent NHL history. We saw one already this year with the Rangers against Pittsburgh, right? Well, so the Flames are going to be hungry for it tonight, too. And, like, how much is home ice advantage for them going to play into what they can do tonight? Do well, you think that they're going to have a little bit of an edge? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, home ice does matter, um, but it's I mean, it's not like it's an 80- 20 thing. I mm. think it's like 52%, 40%. I, 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 <laughs> I mean, sure, if they come out early and get the crowd into it, uh, then yeah, it's going to help. But I mean, we saw them start fast in game two and Edmonton came back. So I just think they're, you know, the teams will draw on whatever they can to convince themselves that they have an edge or they have some motivation. So I'm sure they're thinking like, hey, we're not going to go out in front of our home fans, right? right. We're, we're not, we're, if they're if they're going to beat us, we're, it's not going to happen in our building. That's probably what they're telling us. Little do today. they know, they probably will. Yeah, it could be. I, I hope so. I really hope so. I mean, we've been playing really well, except for game one. I mean, when you look at the last few and then you compare it to game one of this series, like what? What happened? Well, I think the Oilers didn't handle the Flames' forecheck very well in game one. Uh, you know, Smith didn't have a great start. He got pulled six minutes into the game, and I think Calgary just got rolling. A coach said to me, an NHL assistant coach 
said to me, and not one of the guys who works for the Oilers, he's with another team, said to me that he, he and his coaching staff often talked about it, that hockey's becoming a little bit like basketball. It's a game of runs. Oh, you know, and and, okay. and and it's become how how long can you extend your run and how much damage can you do, right? You know, like you watch a basketball and they'll say, well, this team's on a 17-5 run, you know, and then they win by 10, and it's because they won that portion of the game by 12 points. And, and I think the NHL is becoming a little bit like that. Uh, we saw in game three in this series you know, the Oilers got four goals in the first, what, 12 and a half minutes of the second period. You know, that was their run. And they and not only did they control the play, they, they got the goals as well. Hmm. So I think, you know, in game one, the Flames got the momentum going and they were able to go on, on a run, you know, and, and get that 6-2 lead. And then the Oilers had one the other way to tie it 6-6. But uh, so I think that's kind of how I look at it sometimes. And I think, I also think from a Calgary perspective, they're probably saying we played pretty well. In game, in game four. I, I mean, I know Edmonton got the win, but they're sitting there saying, okay, we were down 3 nothing after the first period. couple kind of weird goals. We probably deserved a little bit better. We tied the game, even though we got a weird goal in our yeah, own. Like, we're, like, we're yeah. right there. Like, they're, they're not sitting there thinking like, oh my God, we're getting beat by five every game. Right. How do we make up that deficit? They're thinking, okay, we were tied with four minutes left in game four. Uh, you know, they're, they're thinking, okay, you know, in game three, again, we let that run happen against us and of making it happen for us so i mean they're telling themselves that they can still win the series who are you who are you enjoying watching the most because you know we talk so much about how the team has so much more depth right now and it's not just dry it's not just mcdavid that are really standing out who has has anybody surprised you or is anybody that you're really excited by well, I, I, the big guys, obviously, but if we're talking beyond the marquee guys, I, I, I appreciate the way Yamamoto plays because he works really hard. And I, I think being a, uh, a gentleman of shorter stature myself, I always got a <laughs> soft spot for the, the players who aren't that big. Right. And he made a big play on the game-winning goal to Nugent Hopkins. I mean, Hyman was in there on the forecheck, but Yamamoto swooped in and got in on the puck and held it away from the guy trying to check him and made a pass to Barry. I, th- I think he's been a really important player. It's been so exciting for so many different reasons to watch this series. So cannot wait for Game 5 to go down tonight. Puck drop is scheduled for 7.30. And then, Reed, you're going to start your show starting at 5.30 tonight on 6.30. Chat. I yeah? totally am. Yeah, I got uh, Andy Moog scheduled to join me tonight. Charlie Huddy as well. Okay, awesome. Reed, thank you so much for making the time. Uh, i got to let you go because we have to go check on traffic. So Yeah, I'm going to grab a selfie before I go. <laughs> Deal.